In this episode of the Church Security Roll Call, we're going to be discussing identifying sexual offenders. Stay tuned. Hi, this is Chris with Sheepdog Church Security, and this is your Church Security Roll Call. Today, we're going to be discussing the article, The Who's Who of Child Safety. If you'd like to read that article, go to our website, sheepdogchurchsecurity.net, and look under the News tab. So let's begin in the Bible. This verse is Romans 16, verse 17, and it reads like this. Now I beseech you, brethren, mark them that which cause divisions and offenses contrary to the doctrine which ye have learned, and avoid them. So in the context of this verse, he's actually talking about um, basically other people claiming to be spreading um, the gospel and spreading good doctrine. And instead, really, they're false teachers and they're leading people away. But I believe that there's an overarching um, principle, if you will, in this verse, is that we are to mark out those that cause divisions, to those that um, have offenses contrary to the doctrine that we know to be true, and then we need to avoid them. In the case of sexual predators, we need to know who these people are and then take steps to mark them, if you will. And kind of, you know, in a sense, you know, it, it's a registration kind of deal. It's knowing who they are and then making sure that everyone knows who they are uh, that need to know as far as safety team and children's workers and maybe even some parents of, of this person at our church. And so before we continue, I'd like to just kind of remind you, share this video with your team, with your staff, with your volunteers that work the children's ministry, whatever, and then go into the description below, click on the weekly show notes, and print that off. It takes you to another site. You simply put in your email address, you hit send, and then we email you the notes. And it's just kind of talking notes, so you can review it later as you're having these conversations and see what people think about this video and think about this topic in general and how your church might use it to make your congregation safer. So we have some news stories for you. The first one is Chicago, Illinois. This was sometime before the pandemic. Uh, watchful church personnel noticed a visitor who seemed um, suspiciously over-interested in children. One of them greeted the man and engaged him in a conversation. Now having his name, gauging his age, and knowing where he's from, they conducted a search and learned that he was a registered sex offender. Um, they contacted him and referred him to a different church that had a special uh, ministry for sexual offenders. In... August of 2019, Fox News actually did a story, and they disclosed that uh, sex offenders were still getting into volunteer and staff positions in churches. And it happened because churches are using very cheap background checks. So basically, if you're paying $10 to $15 for your background check, this is a bad background check. It's not thorough enough. And so while churches are doing more of these background checks, they're doing improper background checks. They're taking a shortcut. So I, I don't know if it's because we just don't know that the cheap ones aren't good or if we feel like we're checking a box. I don't know. Either way, we have to be more aggressive on doing background checks for volunteers and staff especially. Um, and that's what we're going to be talking about today. 
is the, the Drew Shadeen National Sex Offender Public Website. And we've talked about this a little bit in the past and how it can be used to help safeguard your church. And I'm just going get to get to it right off the bat. What you can do with this is, um, is basically when you have, like what that Chicago church was facing, is to say, hey, we know who he is, we know what his name is, and we can run them in that. Now, as long as he, I, I'm saying he, but we know they can be she's too. Um, it, what we can do is, if they're now if they're applying for a volunteer position or they're applying for employment, you have to have them sign some sort of waiver to let them know that you're going to be doing a background check on them, and they have to approve that. And that's by law in almost every single state. I would be surprised if I say every single state knowing that there could be an exception to the rule. But we have to have those waivers, those releases to do those backgrounds if they're applying for a volunteer position and if they're applying for a job. Um, other than that, you can just run people. And so in the case of that Chicago church, there was a suspicious person. So they had a simple conversation with them, found out what his name was. They could guess what his age approximately was. And then they could go to the Drew Shadeen website and put his information in there, and they found out that he was a sex offender. And so we, so that's one way it can be used. Another way that it can be used is this, is depending on the states, most of the states have area search parameters. So you could basically, so here I am, I'm in Minnesota, Scott County, Minnesota. I can go into the website, I can put in my zip code, or I can put in my county or city, and then I can hit send on a certain radius and it'll tell me all the registered sex offenders that live in my county. Then from there what I can do is it has all their names. You can click on them and information sheets will come up. It'll have a picture of them or a description of them and say where they live or where they work and what they were convicted for, what the age range of kids that they like is, or you know, or the victims, basically, because it can also be adult victims. And it might just be one victim, or it could be a whole bunch of victims. But anyway, you get this information. And then what you can do is you print it off. You print it off, you, you know, put it in some sort of folder, or put it in some sort of three-ring binder, and that becomes part of your team's pass-on book. And so now we've talked about this a little bit. If you've gone through our you know, security team fundamentals, we talk about the pass-on book. We talk about the little record. And basically what it is is anytime you do or observe anything of significance. Now, we're not talking EMS coming necessarily, but we enter it into this log. And so that way, when a team member comes in on a later date and you're not there, they can read what's been going on at the church. Well, the same, along with that, they can flip to the back. You create a little tab that says, you know, sexual offenders in the area or whatever you want to call it. They can flip back there and they can see pictures and descriptions of all the people that they should be alert for. And you could even use that information with your staff and with the child care workers. Now, I don't know how far you want to go with it. You're definitely going to want to have a conversation with your pastor first, but why not? You know, if you have somebody who maybe their prime job is for check-in, check-out procedure for the kids, maybe by minimum they know what it is. Maybe somebody who's in a secure location watching kids 
doesn't need to know who all the predators are because that predator theoretically isn't going to get past that check-in, check-out person or that barrier, that door, whatever you got set up. But anyway, you kind of get my point here. This is a source of information that's readily available to us. It's public information. And like I said, the only time, the only legal hoop you need to jump through is if they're applying to be a volunteer or they're applying to be um, an employee, then you have to have them sign a waiver. But you know, right now you all could jump on the site and since I'm not trying to get a job with you, you could run me. You could put my information in there and that I'm from Minnesota and you could see if I pop up. I guarantee you I won't. <laughs> but you, my point is that would be a completely legal thing to do. And so we need to be taking advantage of this to help identify these horrible people. Now, one of the things that I want to draw your attention to or something, a, a disclaimer, I don't know, a warning, is this is this RAT National Registry is not perfect. It's not perfect. Um, jurisdictions report late or fail to report um, in a timely manner. Um, there's issues of where somebody moves. Um, there's issues you know, where the predator moves. And it takes a while to update those records. It takes time. The other thing that can occur is they move and they disappear. So one of the one of the options you have of you doing these searches is by state it'll tell you you know unlocatable unmappable um, people and so you click that and it'll give you a list of people that basically they don't know where they are and if they do it's for some reason it's not it wasn't entered in the system properly so make sure you're checking that out and just realize it's not perfect and that's why we have to be so good at being able to spot these suspicious behaviors you know how are they carrying themselves you know are they in, like the case of Chicago church there overly interested in the children you know there's little indicators that we need to always be aware of we always have to have a good check-in check-out procedure we always have to have rooms classrooms hallways or children's areas that are locked down and they keep the predators out of there um, we always have to be looking for hidden cameras and bathrooms and locker rooms and changing areas and uh, you know all that kind of stuff because these predators will still come in and they find ways and that's why we have to pay attention but still this this national registry is really a good step and really it would take you maybe an hour of just sitting at the computer and then doing those checks and once again it's the Drew Shadeen um, National Sex Offender website or something to that effect. There's actually a link in the article so if you really do you know you a little video on the front that shows you how to go find the um, the articles you click on that he's got there's several links that bring you to that site. The other thing I want to caution you of or let you know about is this is if you're on if you're close to a state border then you need to also familiarize yourself with that other state. Now one of the things Wesley talks about is you might get a lot of good options for your state or maybe a neighboring state, but then they do things just a little bit different for another state. So um, even though this is one site, the National Registry, um, each state, what they turn in and how they do things is a little different. So anyway, you're going to want to know what's going on next door. 
next, that nearby state. That's the case of Drew Shadeen. Drew Shadeen, um, she was going, she was from Minnesota. She was going to school in South Dakota. This predator, he lived close to the border. And so he was registered in Minnesota, but he would always go to the mall that was in South Dakota where Drew worked. And so he was there and he was a little creeper and he, they had video of him checking out women all the time. Basically, he'd just go there to look at people. And of course, Drew drew his attention and um, you know he ended up abducting her, raping her, and killing her. Now, if that national registry would have existed at that time, you can ima imagine mall security who had been watching this guy for some time could have had a simple conversation with him, maybe got his name, got some more information on him, and then they would have had this national registry to run him, and they would have found out that he was a sexual predator. Well, they could have trespass warned him from the facility. There's all kinds of things that they could have done. If nothing else, watched him carefully, maybe. That would have helped. I don't know. But ultimately, I say all that to go back to what I was saying before. If you live next to a border, make sure you're checking out that other state. If you live close to a couple states, you know, I think all the people in New England, I mean, it's very easy for a predator who's registered in New Jersey you know, to drive to Maine or drive to any one of those little clustered states in there, Rhode Island, and boom, 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 and you wouldn't have that information necessarily. So make sure that you do the checks. Go to the, go go to this article, please. Go to this article or just look it up. Uh, Drew Shadeen. Now the name's spelled really weird, so it's D uh, D R U. So Drew uh, Shadeen is S. J-O-D-I-N. So if you just look up Drew Shadeen and sex offender website, national website, it, you're going to find it. It's out there. It's easy to find through your search. Go there and play with it. Go figure out how to run your state. Figure out to, how to run the neighboring state if you need to do that or neighboring states. You know, run these checks for your county, your area, so you know who lives in the area. Do it for your own home. Do it for where your kids go to school. Do it for, you know, do it for the church and all that kind of stuff. Print off these forms. Add them into that pass-on book. Make sure your team knows. Make sure child care workers and staff know. Strange person comes in asking, get their name. Run them through the system. Use this resource. This is an easy button. It really is an easy button. And we're only talking about, so... In my past church when I was doing this, I think I sat down at the computer one time for an hour to figure it out. This was before it switched over to the Drew Shadeen, before it was uh, became a memorial page for her, if you will. Um, and I sat there for about an hour. I printed off some sheets, and that was it. And then every once in a while, I just duck in there again to make sure there wasn't somebody new. And for the most part, things were stable. There was some movement, people coming in, people coming out. I never took the people out that moved out of the area. And so it, it was just my belief that did they really move and how far did they move? Like, I didn't know that. So anyway, I just left them in there. And after a while, you end up with a pretty good stack. But other than that, you know, it's there. And my team knew who these people were. They at least looked at the sheets one time. I know that. So anyway, so that's basically what I talk about. Wesley talks a whole lot more in the article. He gets into some of those identifying 
you know, that's those suspicious behaviors. Um, and so you might want to check that out. Other than that, um, I want to let you guys know, so this coming Thursday, which is, you know, three, four days from now, from when this gets released, I'm going to be having a meeting at Thursday at 10 a.m. Central Time um, to discuss a new benefit for people that are active students and for those who have graduated, become alumni with us. We've really added this whole pro program so we can continue to work together, um, talk about the training, talk about different issues our churches are facing and all that kind of stuff. So be looking for that. Um, so, and I hope you attend because this is really important. Like I said, it's a benefit. It doesn't cost you anything. This is not a new whatever. It's just being added to people that are students of my materials, of our materials. So please uh, be looking for that. Other than that, if you like this article, like, comment. Um, just Jack, thank you for commenting on things. Um, there's, a, gosh, I got to start writing down these names. I'm starting to see names on a normal <laughs> basis of people that comment and interact with these videos. Thank you so much. You ever have a question, any concern, just drop it in there. You know, quite frankly, even if it's not related to the video and you just have a general question, go to one of the videos and drop a comment in there. I check it just about every single day. I do take the weekend off. Um, and we can get some sort of conversation going. Also, too, it might just be an idea for another video. So back in the day, I did a video about um, firearms, carrying firearms in the church, you know, what firearms might be best. And some people made some comments about the reliability of revolvers, and I didn't talk about revolvers, so maybe I'll have to remake that video. But anyway, that's I get that from having conversations with people like you. So thank you so much for all you do, for your service to the church, for this extra hour of work I just gave you to do at your church, uh, you know, at least on a, a monthly basis, maybe more frequently would be better, but, you know, at least get some sort of rhythm down where the first of every month, maybe you go in there and you do a check for the area around your church and maybe around your home too, especially if you got kids or a spouse or, you know, that kind of stuff. Other than that, thank you so much for being here, and hey, let's be careful out there. This program is made for informational purposes only and should not be taken as legal advice.